Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Master Your Mental Podcast. If you are new here, my name is Paris, and I am the creator and host of the Master Your Mental Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here to tune in and hear my amazing guests and I describe the ways we can leverage and shift our mindsets to take the best possible care of our mental health. I launched the podcast as a way to motivate, inspire, empower, and educate people on these interesting topics. My background and passion for this all stemmed from the field of psychology. After completing both my BA in psychology and my MBA in healthcare administration, my passion for mental health only continued to grow. As a result of this, I launched Master Your Mental to bring more awareness, tips, and conversations to the table about these topics. You guys might be wondering, what does the mental stand for? Well, it stands for mindset, engagement, nutrition, talk about it, accountability, and love yourself. These are all the building blocks that make up what Master Your Mental is all about. If you would like to learn more, become a guest, or connect, feel free to reach out to me by shooting me a message on any one of my social media platforms you guys can find in the link in my bio on my Instagram at master your mental. Now let's get into the episode guys. Hello guys, and welcome to episode number three of season two of the master your mental podcast. I'm super excited to get into this episode today for you guys with my special guest. As you guys can see from the title, we are going to be talking about bipolar disorder on film today. And I'm excited about this because we are going to be talking with the director and creator of the film, I Do Not Blame Myself, which is available on YouTube. I'll put the link in the show notes for you guys. But we're going to be doing an interview today with this awesome dude who created this film. And what I really like about this is that this is something that really, really hits home specifically for me. Um, Some of you guys know this about me. Some of you guys may not know, but I was actually diagnosed with bipolar one disorder at 19 years old when I was hospitalized. And so was my guest today. So I'm speaking to this cool dude who I'll be introducing you guys to in just a minute here, but he also has bipolar disorder. And what he did that I think is so cool is he actually created a film documentary where he went out and he's going to be speaking with different people living with mental health conditions. And it's super cool because it gives so much insight and really allows the person viewing the film to have such a deeper understanding of what it might be like to live with depression, live with anxiety live with schizophrenia and all these things. So he did a really awesome job on the film. And that's actually how I found him is I was watching the movie on YouTube and I reached out, we connected, um, we chatted for a while and we decided to put this episode together for you guys. So we can have him come on here and talk about just the whole process of what was it like to create this film and also his experiences living with bipolar disorder, right? So what does that look like? Um, how has this impacted him? And you know, what has this been like for him so far in his life? We talk about that. We also talk about the stigma related to mental health. We talk about how the both of us have worked to overcome that stigma in different ways. So it's such an awesome conversation. I'm super glad, you know, to have him here today on this episode with us. 
And I just wanted to come on here before we get into it to let you guys know a little bit about what this episode is all about, what you can expect. And of course, we are going to be talking what we always talk about, mental health, and also that relationship that mindset shares in relation to mental health. So it's a really great episode. I really enjoy this conversation with my guest today, and I hope that you guys enjoy it as well. So get ready because we're going to get into it right now. Hello, guys, and welcome to a new episode of the Master Your Mental podcast. I'm super excited today because I have a really cool dude here on the podcast we're going to be talking to. His name is Ben Duffy. Ben is the creator of an incredible film called I Do Not Blame Myself that is a documentary on his and others' experience with mental health and bipolar disorder. I'm so happy to have watched the film and you guys can all go check it out on YouTube as well. I will link the link to the show in the show notes here for you guys. Um, But thank you, Ben, for being able to come out here today and discuss the film with us and just share some more of your work and your story with us. So thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. It's definitely, uh, I'm always grateful for any kind of podcast or exposure or, or just a platform where I can talk mental health because it's, it's certainly an issue that's running rampant these days. And mm-hmm. yeah, I have a lot of theories behind that, but yeah, I'm very <laughs> grateful to be here. Yeah. A hundred percent. I'm super happy to have you. So before we go ahead and jump right in here, tell us just a little bit more about you, your background, and just more about who you are. Okay, cool. Yeah, I uh, well, I started skateboarding at age 13, and it was pretty much the best thing that ever happened to me, not only because skateboarding is a huge passion of mine, um, which is part of the reason why I'm so emotionally raw right these days, because I haven't skated in like almost two weeks because I sprained my ankle. Oh, no. Uh, what happened? Going a lot of, uh, I, I, I was in Nant- on Nantucket Island visiting my grandparents. Okay. And uh, I I was skating a skate park out there and uh, I had probably the worst fall that I've ever had in 18, 18 and a half years of skateboarding. I pretty much sat on my leg coming down and my leg was sideways, but I got away with murder because it, it could have been so much worse. Wow. So the fact that it's just ankle, yeah. Anyways. So yeah, sorry to rant about that. Uh, <laughs> You're fine. Just, just venting really at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah. Um, so yeah, skateboarding was a blessing because it led me to um, filming and editing at a very young age. And so I've always been very, uh, I found a lot of inspiration in being behind and in front of a camera, uh, not in an acting, like not as an actor, but um, just being filmed skateboarding, doing what I love. And then, you know, fast forward to now I'm 30 almost 32 and uh now you see me on camera and I do not blame myself and it's always been a very comfortable feeling being in front of camera because I feel like I'm just always trying to capture the true essence of who I am and uh for better (laughs) I love that and I love it but you know just a little background you guys I found Ben actually because I was I saw his documentary I watched his documentary and it was so so good, just so raw and just so, and I connect on such a deep level because I was also diagnosed with bipolar at 19 when I was hospitalized. So I loved the documentary and just kind of like how he was so willing to just be so vulnerable and like share his story, share his experiences, and also do these interviews with other people as well. So I saw that and I was like, this is 
so great. Reached out to him and I was like, Hey, like, I would love to, you know, talk more about this with you and kind of like, you know, get more like the story, you know, like on like what it was like to create the film and all that stuff. So, you know, that's kind of how it happened. So, I mean, what has been like the, for you, like in terms of like creating the documentary, like what, what did you enjoy the most about the process of creating it? Wow. Good question. Um, yeah. Uh, I feel that, well, first off the amount of strength that I have gotten from Gene, Devin and Linda and the four dudes on the podcast, um, most, mostly Devin, the, uh, the paraplegic that has bipolar disorder. Um, it was such a beautiful experience um, filming him because not only does he have a mental illness, but he also has a physical disability. And I had just come from making a three-year, three-year, it was a three-year process, but I made a film called Take a Look at This Heart. That is about love and sexuality in the disabled community. And so I went from that still kind of holding on to the whole disabled community. But this time, like I said, he had a mental illness too. And I, I don't want to sound like, oh, like, you know, if I can do it, they can do it kind of type thing because it's not right to say. But I always thought to myself, imagine if one of these people had a mental illness too. How, how do you do it? So, and because I know from my own personal experience with mental illness, it's so hard to do it just with that alone. Mm -hmm. So when he was talking about hope, having so much hope inside of you that I'm trying to quote him verbatim, but um, having so much hope inside of you that <clears throat> even when things get so bad, you have that hope to remind you that it will never be as bad as it once was when you lost hope mm -hmm. and you can carry that with you. So I hope that answers your question. Cause that was oh, true. I love that. that I love that. I love that you bring that up of just like what he said with hope and just knowing that, you know, carrying that with you, like at all times, even though like, even when you are struggling and like really not in a good place, but still having that hope and like realizing, you know, like taking that with you forward and like helping, helping you to move forward with that. So, you know, like I kind of, I would love to ask you like for also with the film, um, like, was there ever like a moment when you, like when you were creating it, when like, was there anything that was like challenging about it or like difficult, um, like just in terms of like creating it or like having these conversations or did it really just come like natural to you to like have the conversations and get into it with everybody? Yeah, good, good question. I, uh, like I said, I've been making films since I was, I've been in front of the camera and behind the camera since I was 13. So it's funny. You want to talk about difficulties. I feel like I have difficulties in every aspect of my life, except for when I'm in behind or in front of the camera. It's like oh. this, um, this flow and uh, this passion that comes out of me. And I'm an incredibly insecure person. And uh, when I'm, I'm making films, I have no insecurities. So it's, um, wow. That's awesome. I love yeah. that. I love that. Cause when, when you talk about, you know, just like the creative process behind that and then like putting it all together and just like making it happen and like making it a reality, I think is such a beautiful thing because, and especially what you're talking about, I really love too, because, you know, anything with mental health, like I, 
I just love it so much. Like, especially people who are willing to, you know, like come on camera, right. And like be part of the documentary and like, you know, tell their story and open up about these things because, you know, like I can imagine and just from my own experience, like it all, it wasn't always easy for me to be so open about these things just because kind of like the association of like the stigma behind it and like the shame and different things like that. So, you know, like, has there, has there anything like, has anything been like particularly like helpful for you in terms of like overcoming that if you ever did face that, like if you ever did have a stigma with your experience, like what has been helpful for you and like moving past that? Well, that's a really good question. Thank you. I've ever been asked that before and I definitely have an answer. Um, So when I was 23, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, bipolar one and psychosis. And I remember I got out of the hospital. It was uh, like October, late October. And I ended up back in the hospital the day before, like the December 23rd. So I was in a hospital and through Christmas Eve, Christmas night, and they put me in the geriatrics unit and that was brutal. But the reason why I went back there to the hospital just like a month and a half later was because I was so devastated by getting diagnosed and I just couldn't navigate. Oh man, I'm not going to be able to party anymore. I'm not going to be able to I have to take all these crazy medications. And I think I, I wasn't even process, process, I wouldn't process yet, like how intense it would be. But I will say that I, there was a part of hope and relief in me that I did finally get diagnosed because I'll never forget when I was 18, I was like, man, there is something going on here. I must be bipolar or something. Anyways, fast forward to now, you know, I think with like, let's just put it this way with my girlfriend. Um, before we went on our first date, I sent her a link to a old, old trailer of, of basically what I do not blame myself was at a very early age. Cause, oh, yeah. and it wasn't to show off or anything. I was just like, before I go on a date with this girl, I need her to know that I'm bipolar. So I'm not wasting anybody's time. Mm. And that is like, talk about insecurity. Like it is very hard to open yourself up in a loving, intimate, romantic way, being that you almost hold this secret in. And Mm -hmm. I didn't want to hold that secret in because I felt like I've done that in so many aspects of my life and with so many people. So yeah, I think that's a great example. And I'd like to follow up with that, with saying that, because this is about mental health, that I hope people with mental health issues can learn how to be more vulnerable and share, especially in a loving relationship. Because what Amelia had taught me was like, not necessarily like, oh, sat me down one day and was like, Ben, like, it's okay that you're bipolar. But just she's accepted me from the day I met her. I didn't have a car. I didn't have a license. I probably had $30 in my bank account. I was bipolar. And I was living with my dad. And she still took me in and accepted me for everything that I was. And wow. she's helped me become a better person to this day. That's so incredible. I, I love that. And I, I love what you said too about, you know, like more people who are struggling with mental health, like being more vulnerable and like being more willing to open up. Cause I know for me, like 
that was one of my biggest fears too, is, you know, like, cause me and my boyfriend have been together almost three years. And remember when we first met, I would worry so much, like, how am I going to tell him this? Like how, like, what is he going to think of me? Like, I, I would always yeah. think like, what if I tell him this? And he's like, okay. Um, like, you know, that's too much for me. Or, you know, I don't know if I could like deal with that or like, like I'm, I was like afraid of it. And I remember literally just like telling him everything and like being so open and so vulnerable and him just being like, wow, like, thank you so much for telling me this. And like, just like being so accepting, like you were talking about, like being always being there and like, not thinking like, oh my gosh, like, she's bipolar. Like, cause I feel like we hear it all the time. Like sometimes people like make jokes about it. They're like, Oh, like that, that person has to be bipolar. Like they're just all over the place, like crazy. Like they they're doing this, they're doing this. Like, that's like, what is that? And I feel like sometimes like when you hear that and like you have, like you've experienced that and lived through it, it's like, Oh my gosh. Like it's, it's hard, you know, because like, I feel like the two of us like can relate on that point of like, living through that and like being in the hospital, right? Like you said, you know, your hospitalization, um, and then going back in end of December, just because of like how hard it is to, to handle that, you know, to come back, to come back home, first of all, and like, you know, readjust back to normal life, because, you know, for those of you guys who are listening, like when you're hospitalized, you know, like you don't get to keep your phone and like, you know, you don't get to like, just like go like wherever you want, you know, you're there and like, you have to, you know, you'll have like a set schedule. Like here's when you can eat, here's when you can go outside and it's very controlled and put together. So coming out from that, like now you're home and now you have this diagnosis and you have all these paper papers, paperwork, and all these appointments to go to and all this stuff to do, you know, that can be very overwhelming for, for just anyone. I feel like, you know, going through that. Um, so like for you, like when, you first like started to like open up more about your experiences like what did you feel when you did that like did you feel like relieved by it did you feel like happy to like finally be in a place where you are comfortable doing that or like what like went through your mind like when you first started opening up to people and like telling them like more of your story yeah i uh it it affected everything about me in the most positive way uh Sorry to keep using Amelia, my girlfriend, as an example, but it's just such a perfect example because, you know, maybe I'm really big into laws of attraction and maybe I attracted a girl who was so accepting because I was finally ready to be open and share. And uh, and now, you know, well, I just deleted my Instagram, which was it was a good Instagram because I wrote a lot of positive things about mental health. But anyway, so, but in the name was Benjamin Bipolar. Mm. And that, I mean, I'm not hiding that shit from anybody. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, you know, also like Kanye West has actually given me a lot of inspiration. Mm-hmm. And I think Kim and Kanye have really helped my girlfriend out with, with understanding like there's so much positive Kim understands there's so much beauty in Kanye mm-hmm. that um, it's it's really worth it. I mean, of course they they just got divorced, so yeah. they're not the best. People, but they but they no. have kids yeah. and they, and and, yeah. and they were together for a long time. And they and you see articles about how much they love each other. I 
I'm not just talking about Kim and Kanye for the sake of talking about him. Kanye is a huge inspiration and even their relationship is a big inspiration to me. I'm not like the biggest Kim Kardashian fan, but my girlfriend is a big reality TV person. And I'm actually grateful that she watches that because I really think she gained a lot from understanding their relationship. And with that probably came, there came more acceptance of who I was. Mm. I love that. Yeah. And I I feel like that does, you know, at least for me too, like that's helpful because I feel like when we can see things, because I feel like sometimes with TV, right. And like movies, we'll see scenes of people like, and they'll be like, oh, this character is bipolar. And like, you'll see, you know, them going from like super extremes, like in the hospital and then they'll come out and then they're really good, like really productive. And then, and I almost feel like sometimes like it's so like over exaggerated and like a little bit like over dramatized where people, you know, some, maybe some people who don't know anything about it, right. Who don't know a lot about bipolar, they might watch that and say, Oh, wow. Okay. So that's what it's like. Right. But I think that's why it's helpful to see, you know, real people, right. Like on reality TV who actually have a diagnosis and it's not like a job, you know, like you're not an actor, like do this role, like you're a person. And like, you get to see like, what does that look like for them? Like, what is the experience is like? So like, I'd love to kind of get like your take on that. Like, so like with the film, like when you, cause I know you said like being on camera, like that's like where you're most comfortable, like behind the camera, you've been doing it for so long and like putting all that together. So like when you, like, how did the concept come to you to like make the documentary? Like, was there like a moment where like you had an idea to do it or like, talk to me about like how, like, how did you get started? Um, into into doing it i think i was desperate i want to it was this was 2018 and i was lightly filming it but i was struggling with alcoholism so much and i didn't really get very far i started the idea because i was like all right i want to figure out who i am as a person with bipolar disorder and then i went to rehab not going to get too much into rehab but um i was sitting with my mom one day because she would come visit me every sunday in rehab And uh, I said to her, you know what, maybe I should make a documentary, change this theme to what the difference is for someone who has a mental illness who stays sober and someone who abuses alcohol and drugs. And then when I actually started filming the documentary, (laughs) like for real, for real, uh, three months out of rehab, which I'm very proud of. um, uh, You know, I, I started interviewing people and I started to like talk about the whole like, oh, well, do you do drugs? Do you drink out? And then I realized not what it's really about. It's about, it's about the willpower. It's about the accolades that come from this. The accolades, not like, oh, getting our article in vogue, but like the accolades of Gene gives a perfect example of what I'm talking about. First person in his family to go to college has paranoid schizophrenia and got his master's degree. And he says, wow. for all the doctors who told me I couldn't do much I'm doing it, you know? And oh, I love that. I love that so much that you like showed that in there. Cause I feel like sometimes people like maybe who don't know a lot about mental illness, right. Or maybe they like, haven't just, maybe they just haven't had a lot of conversations about it. They might think that, right. Like, cause I feel like sometimes when you, we see different things on TV or in movies, like you, you start to think, wow, like, you know, this, this person, like, how could they like, you know, finish school or like, you know, do these things. So I feel like I love that, that you show that because it's such a big piece of 
like just that person. Right. Cause I feel like sometimes when you get a diagnosis of something, I feel like sometimes like people can like take that as such a label, like, Oh, I'm bipolar and that's it. You know, like I'm not, you know, a writer or I'm not creative or I'm not, you know, working on this other than the other thing, I'm just bipolar. And then yeah. that starts to become like so overwhelming. Cause I feel like sometimes like when you let that, like the diagnosis, like have so much power over you and like your thoughts and like what you're thinking and like how you see yourself, then it does become pretty challenging to like, you know, do a lot of things because you're so focused on that. So I'd love to kind of ask you, like, have you ever like you've experienced that? Cause you said you, when you came out of the hospital, you got the diagnosis, then went back in. So like, what was helpful for you? Like, do you think that doing the documentary was like, like one of the big things that helped you like overcome that stigma or like, what is something in your life that you have right now that is like helpful for you and like in moving forward or like past those like really bad struggles? Cool. Yeah. Another really good question. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, <laughs> you kind of caught me at a time where I've been struggling with depression, pretty mm-hmm. bad depression. Um, well, it's not pretty bad because it, it goes like on and off between maybe a half a day. I'm depressed, not half, not half other half. The other half of the day, I'm not depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, between I haven't seen my girlfriend in two months and I sprained my ankle so I can't skate and I've been dealing with a lot of other, well, some other things too. Um, I have to think back to the, what those people in the film taught me. And I guess when I'm so clouded from the depression, it's hard to have any positive thoughts, but I guess maybe subconsciously I've been retraining my mind to say, um, you know what, every negative thought I have, just follow that up with the positive thoughts. Cause I have so much joy and life and happiness in me. It just does get really damaged by depression. But like just before, like I drove my car. Oh, well I drove my car, which I just got recently. First time I've ever had a car in my life. I only got my license two months ago and I haven't had a license since I was 20. So, and then I drove my car down the street to go Dunkin' Donuts and I got a nice tea and like, you know, actually when I was just in the car and listening to some reggae and, and get, I got the iced tea and it, it tasted good. Like I just told myself, you know what? And I, I, it made me excited for this cause I was feeling really depressed before. It's just these little, 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 little accomplishments, these little things that can pull you out of it. When I got my car, I figured out just like going to the the hardware store and finding the right screws and screwing on the license plate to my car. Like, I don't really have a lot of big things going on right now or so it feels, but I know I can count on the little things to make me happy. And I kind of was talking about like the hopelessness. I wrote an article about or an essay about hopelessness and especially during the time of COVID and basically what I ended it with like you do all these things to help you to take yourself out of the hopelessness even if it's just for a minute or a day so when you return to the hopelessness at least you know it's not that bad as not as bad as it was before and it will get better Mm, 
I love that. And honestly, like what you said right there with just like the little things, I, I agree with you, you know, like a hundred percent. Cause I, f- I feel that way too. Like, especially when you're, you're in a period of depression, right. Or like you're, ha- you're, and like you said, you know, when it becomes so clouded where it is hard to really see like anything positive, even though there are things that are positive, it just gets really, really hard because of like dealing with that. And like in that moment, And I feel like that's such a beautiful thing just to like have that and like be able to appreciate that because I feel like sometimes like, you know, like when we're struggling with our mental health, it's so much easier to focus on the things that aren't working, like the problems, like the stress, the overwhelm, all this stuff. And it's harder to say, wow, like, you know, I was just able to drive and get a coffee and that was really cool. You know, like I haven't had a car in a while, like I haven't been able to do this and you know, this was really nice. So I feel like that's like huge to me too. Like to just even look at, like to even be able to walk outside and say, I have a place to live. You know, I have a home and, you know, I have water and I have food and I have, you know, I can see and I can walk and I can like, you know, do cartwheels and stuff. And like, there's, you know, there's other people out there who can't do that and would, would love to do that. You know, they would see, see you and say, wow, you know, I wish that, I could be like this person. I wish that I could have their energy or, you know, like just be like the characteristics that they have. So I feel like that's such a good point um, that you just brought up of like how, how helpful the little things are when, and like your essay too on hopelessness, like you said, like having that hope and then being able to take that with you when you're having those bad moments and knowing like, yeah, like right now sucks. Right. And it's not a good situation. And I'm dealing with this and this is happening, but I still have hope for the future. And I still know that, you know, although this isn't going the way that I wanted it to, or although like the situation, you know, isn't the best or it's not working out or all this stuff is happening, you know, you still have that peace. And I think that's so awesome because I feel like it is really hard to like hang on to that. Um, especially when you are in a bad, in a really bad place, you know, and I feel like that happens to a lot of people. And that's really why I love talking about this and like talking about mental health because, you know, it affects everyone, you know, and like, just because, you know, you and I, like we have a diagnosis and like, yeah, like we, we were hospitalized, you know, we, we have a diagnosis and, you know, bipolar disorder, but everybody out there, you know, has periods or times in their life where things happen, you know, like they lose a family member or, you know, they lose a job or they lose an opportunity or something happens in their life. Like maybe they were in a car accident, maybe like something really big happened that like really affected them and impacted them. And I feel like that causes you to like, look at life differently. And sometimes it causes you to be, you know, sad or feel like down or not in the, not in the best mood. And I feel like, you know, these conversations are always really great. Cause I feel like they always help me, you know, when I'm struggling, like hearing from you and like hearing your story and like your perspective and like the documentary that you created and like doing all this stuff to really like bring more awareness to it and like show people like, Hey, look, you know, there's, this guy that I interviewed and he has his master's degree and he did this. And, you know, doctors were telling him like, well, you know, you're bipolar or schizophrenic and you might, you probably might not be able to do that or accomplish that, but he did it. So I think that's amazing is to show, like show the positives, right. And like show more of that. Cause I feel like it's so easy to like focus on, you know, like this, this isn't working or I'm dealing with this and it's really hard. And like, this is, this is really like not a good experience, 
But I feel like when you can show more of that, like more of the good side of it and like, you know, what is helping you or like what has worked for you. And like, I think that's so helpful because you never know who's watching that, you know, like you never know who's going to watch that and say, wow, like, you know, this really helped me or like this thing that this guy said really like just completely changed my perspective on how I view my diagnosis. And like, maybe people are watching that and they're like, wow, now I feel like I'm able to have more conversations with people in their life and say, Hey, listen, like, you know, I was diagnosed with this or I was hospitalized and this is what happened, um, without this fear of, Oh my gosh, like they're going to like hate me or think I'm like so weird. Um, so I think that's incredible. Like, that's so cool to me that, you know, like you did that and put that together because, you know, I think it, it helps more than just, you know, people struggling. Like it helps family members. I feel like, and, and pe- people who are friends or like know somebody who is bipolar or is schizophrenic or does have depression. Like, I feel like it helps just to people to have more of an understanding and say, Oh, okay. Like, you know, this is what this was like for this person. And, you know, like, even though like we, you know, are different people and like have the same like disorder and diagnosis, like it affects, it affects people differently. Right. So like something that like might really impact me might not impact you as much. And something that really impacts you might not impact me as much, but that's what I love is that like people coming together and like having these conversations and saying, Hey, listen, like this is what happened to me. And like, this is what has been helpful to me because you never know like who's listening and who's like, Oh, wow. Like I've never tried journaling or I've never done skate. Like you did skateboarding, like skateboarding for you. So like, like maybe someone's like, Oh wow. Like I could try that and see if that is going to like help me out. And that's what I think is so awesome. So like, I mean, I'd really love to ask you, like, have you ever like gotten a piece of advice from someone or like, has someone ever said something to you like about like your diagnosis or your experience that has like just completely changed the way that you used to view it or, um, has just been like helpful to you? For sure. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was doing that, um, filming that podcast that I was on and in the film with the, with the three other guys from my hometown, um, Frank, Mike, and Larry. Um, I remember Frank was like, yeah, I mean, there's no shame in going to the hospital, you know? And I was like, wow, he's right. Like, and maybe I, part of the thesis or theme of my documentary is that there is no shame in any of this. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, so much of the stigma will make people insecure Mm -hmm. but that's almost like projection you know it's like why why Mm -hmm. are you insecure too like what do you have going on like Mm -hmm. yeah why do you need to make me feel why do you need to make me feel like I have to struggle more than I already do Mm -hmm. and when you tell yourself there's no shame in it I think all the projection from the outside world from people that don't have a mental illness starts to wither away and you start to understand there's so much ability to transform your pain your shame your guilt your embarrassment into beauty Mm -hmm. oh yeah I love that I think that's so incredible especially when you talk about like removing 
that stigma or like having that, like just knowing that everyone deals with stuff, you know, like we all have, you know, struggles or insecurities or different things that we've overcome that have been really hard. So like when you talk about it in terms of like mental health and like struggling with your mental health and having a diagnosis, like why is it so shameful sometimes? And I feel like part of that, you know, like for, at least for me, like, you know, I really was the one who placed a lot of that shame on myself. You know, I, I was the one who did that. Cause I was like, okay, like I can't talk about this because people will judge me and they will understand and they'll think all these things. And that wasn't even real. That was just, I would tell myself that I would say, okay, like if I tell this person, you know, they're going to think I'm like weird or like out of control or like all these things. And it wasn't even, you know, something, it was just a thought that I had that I really allowed to like turn into this narrative that I let control my life for so long and just like live in this place of fear of like, I can't share this. And then when I finally did like similar to you, like it was the most, one of the most freeing things. And like, that's what I've come to learn is like being vulnerable is, is hard. You know, it, it is difficult. It's not easy to like put yourself out there and say, Hey, like, you know, this is my story. Cause it's like, that's your life. You know, like you don't know how someone is going to respond. You don't know if someone's going to be like, okay, like, you know, like, why are you telling me this? Like, you don't know how people are going to take it. So I love that. Um, like the way that you describe that and just like, really kind of like, like just hammer like that, ho- that piece home on like, just the, the, the fact of being vulnerable. Like, it's not a bad thing. Like it doesn't, you don't need to have, you know, that shame piece associated with it, but I totally get it. Like, I totally understand like where it comes from. Um, but you know, like it, it, if you do the work to try to remove it, like it's possible. And that's what I think is a beautiful thing is letting people know that, you know, like it is possible to take that stigma and that shame away, because I feel like sometimes like when you get so deep into it, you're like, there's no way I could ever remove this. Like, there's no way I could ever live my life without feeling this like shame or these feelings because I struggled so badly with my mental health. Like, I don't know how to do that, but I feel like when we start to like, like have more conversations and like show more people, like, look at this person who, you know, has done this and just show more of like, just like the overall story, you know, not just like the highlights and not just like, Oh, like this person is, you know, like they have their masters and they're doing this, all this awesome stuff, but showing like the journey there, like, look, like this person has struggled you know, it's schizophrenia and all of these obstacles and all this stuff, but then they did it anyway, you know, despite having doctors be like, you know, you might not be able to do that. You know, you might not be able to like finish school. So like, I don't know about it, but I think that's awesome. Like that, like the, the fact that you put that together, um, and like really like, you know, made it a reality and like turned it into something that people can like check out and it's on YouTube. Um, you guys, like I'll put the link for it in the notes here, but it's called, I do not blame myself. So I'll put it in there. You can click on it, um, watch it. It's a great documentary. So if you're out there and like, you want to learn more about like, you know, from, from real people, like who have these diagnoses and these experiences, like you, if you want to learn like, okay, what is that like? Or, you know, like you want to understand maybe someone in your life who like you think may be struggling, or maybe even if it's you, if you think I'm struggling with this, or I might 
be dealing with bipolar or this, I don't know, you know, it's a great documentary to check out because you get to hear from people and like hear their stories and like, they don't hold anything back. And that's what I think is awesome. And just so beautiful because, you know, when we, when we really are able to do that, I feel like it just opens the door for us to connect. So on such a deeper level with other people who we thought we would have never been able to connect with. So I love it. (laughs) I think that it's incredible. Um, and I just, honestly, I just want to thank you once again, you know, for taking the time like out of your day to come on here, like, and talk to me about this. Cause I think like the documentary is so awesome. And like your story is so great too. And just kind of like hearing about that. Um, so honestly, like Ben, thanks so much for coming out here and like making the time to share this with me and just get into all of this. Cause it was, it's super, such a great topic. And, you know, you really did such a great job on the documentary. So thank you so much for making the time to come out. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I, I've really actually enjoyed hearing you, your perspective on things like as like a responding to what I have been saying. And it, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I really appreciate being on here because uh, sometimes it's like particular things happen at particular times. And, um, you know, I, I really needed to hear these things, even just hear myself say them today, because I really have been struggling for about 10 to two weeks, uh, 10 days to two weeks now. And it kind of freaks me out because it's like, I haven't been depressed since February. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell's going on with me? Like, I got to yeah. fight more, you know? So, uh, particular things, particular times. And I'm really glad that I got to do this podcast today. And I think my day will be better. And hopefully I'll carry this into my future days. Yes. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And I just want to end this on this note, you guys. So whatever time you guys are listening to this, whether it's the daytime, the nighttime, whatever it is, I hope that you guys have a great rest of your day and a great rest of your night and a great rest of your your week. So on that note, I'm going to end it on that one and say goodbye to you guys and goodbye to Ben. So thanks Ben for coming out. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, that was the end of the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. As always, if you guys would like to get in touch with me to become a guest or share your thoughts, you can do that in a number of ways. You can shoot me an email at hello at masteringmental.com or you can DM me on Instagram at masteryourmental where you can also find a link in my bio that you can use to find me on all of my other social media platforms. I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day and thank you so much for listening to the Master Your Mental podcast. Have a good one, guys. Bye.